Let's see here. All right. Let's call Alejandro Morales. See how his day went. Alejandro Morales. Hey, buddy. Como estas, amigo? Muy bien. Hey. Thanks for taking the call. Welcome to Let's Talk Chess Lock. You're on episode two. How does it feel? Amazing. Yeah? <laughs> you just got done with work four minutes ago, haven't you? No, I'm not even... Yeah, I've kind of done. Done, yep. not done. Is it ever done? It's never done. Uh, I'll never be done. My, my, <laughs> my work, my job, my job is really never done. Um, but uh, tell me what... Do you mind if I ask you what you do for a day job? I uh, am a relationship manager for a health insurance company. Oh my God, you're a relationship manager for a health insurance yeah, I, company? Yeah, I manage relationships. That's a lot. I mean, that's kind of what being a home care physical therapist is mostly, mostly what I do. I feel like I manage a lot of relationships in people's homes with their sick family members and the expectations contained therein, but you work for the sure. insurance side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not fun or exciting. Uh, I've uh, become the thing that I hate. I am embodying uh, all of evil. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Gracious. Actually, it's not, it's not evil. I, I'm, I'm, I'm being way too hard on myself. It's, uh, you know, medium evil. Medium evil. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe like 3% evil. It's not super hardcore evil. It's not the hardcore. Yeah, I'm not like uh, the person who, like, denies people's claims. No, no. Tells people that they can't get a surgery or that's yeah, not a... No, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. Or denying the claim where somebody can't get a stair glider to access the first floor of their home, for example. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not me. I, I just... Uh, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a go-between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just the faceless bureaucrat that uh, greases the wheels. What do you grease the wheels with? Um, specifically? Sorry, I... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Why are you sorry? <laughs> Why are you apologizing? I want to know. What, what, are you greasing the wheels with your laughter and your good? No, I said come. I didn't even stop. You said come. I said come. Of course That's you did. I apologize. <laughs> and then you felt uh, bad. Then you felt bad about it right away. Yeah, yeah, Catholic. Uh huh. Okay, I understand. I was raised Catholic. You should own so, it. Uh, what, I greased the wheels. <laughs> yeah. Come. Yeah. Or uh, no, so I, I, I grease the wheels with um with with, with my soft skills. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's all uh, you know, apologizing, uh, falling on the sword, uh, connecting people who need to be connected. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing, that kind of thing. Apologizing, and then you fall on the sword, and then yes. you have to connect people who need to be connected. Uh, yeah, in so, that order. I don't know. That sounds pretty hardcore, falling on a sword and what have you. I, I fall on a lot of swords. Every day? Every day. But you know what? It's not, it's like I got here because I started in a call center doing uh, customer service. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing, essentially I'm doing customer service, but for like, corporate you know for for companies this guy's good and stuff like that so it's um it's nothing will be as like hard as a call center was as much as this it kind of sucks Mm -hmm. um when i was in the call center it was like 
it sucked and it was stressful and you wanted to cry and it never ended. And, and it, it really was like, and the volume of things that you had to address mm-hmm. and the money was terrible. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane. I don't, I worked a million times harder than for like 40% of what I make now. It, I, this country doesn't make any sense. No, this country doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I understand. But like you said, your job is never over. You always have Mm-mm. things that are needing to be managed swords that need to be fall on. You have to line up the swords tomorrow to fall on. And, yeah. Yeah. And make sure you schedule all the, all of the impalements. That's right. And then, and then after work, I clock out and then I'll go and sit on some swords in the neighborhood. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta make your own, you've gotta make your own funny Alejandro. Alejandro. Why did I call you Alejandro? You know what it is. Cause I'm, I'm exhausted from doing patient care and I, my job's not really done yet either. I'm, I'm, I'm like lording over my inbox to make sure that they don't throw me any more new patients that they, than they said they would. So, but I'm talking to you in the interim and this is fun. Hold on a second. What, what do you want? I want to talk to, I want to talk to Alejandro too. Sorry. <laughs> this is, this is my friend's. My friend, hopefully, and yours. His this is na- my. Let me introduce my damn self. Hello, Alejandro. My name is Augie. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Pleasure is all mine, Augie. So, you talking about insurance and shit, right? And one time, I was I got stuck in my own basement and I slipped and fell in some water, and and I and I I like I fell down and my neck went fucking backwards and shit. Augie, do you can you do you have to yes. So and then and then and then I didn't have health insurance and I tried to get physical therapy because my neck fell out it was all backwards and shit and 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 they said they won't fix my neck unless they won't fix my neck unless I had health insurance and then I tried to then I tried to sue my mom because it was her house and you know I feel you that's all I'm trying to say Okay well thank you I I you know uh Augie I see you I I hear you Yes. And you are valid. Thank you very much. See, Tom, why don't you try that every now and again? That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, are you not? Are you not affirming, Augie, Tony? I pro- are you trying to? Is this like one of those relationship things that you do at work? <laughs> yeah, let him give him a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me fix this. Let me fix this for you too. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tone. The man's got yeah. a point. All right. Well, so anyway, um, you know, part of the show is, is I like to talk to people about what it is they do. And I like to talk to people about their life. We kind of, we kind of went back and forth a little bit, um, about our dads. And you said you have, you said you have like a really interesting story. Can I tee this up a little bit? So the, so the listeners back home have some context. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, Alejandro was telling me that his dad inherited a, you said your dad inherited a farm in Chile. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, Chile, where, okay, so. Augie, let me, let me take that. Um, tell us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about that story. How does your father inherit a farm in Chile? Okay, all right, let's see if I can speed run this one. Okay, so I had a... Um, <laughs> probably a lot had to a, tell. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> I had a granduncle uh, named uh, named Gabriel, and he was a land baron 
in Chile. And I believe that he was also a closeted homosexual. Um, he never married, uh, never had children, and he lived with his mother until she died, and then he died shortly thereafter. Um, and so, and, uh, and so leaving behind no direct heir, uh, when he passed his nephews, which is my dad and, and, uh, his brother and their cousin, uh, sort of had to duke it out over the estate because my uncle also did not leave a will. Oh, so there was no instructions for after he would pass away. Correct. No, so everybody just spent the last 14 years fighting. Physically? Uh, no, <laughs> Uh, that would have made it speedier. <laughs> right, that's that sometimes the best thing when you got an argument. The squash died, roll his sleeves up. Oh yeah, and my dad would have won. My dad's six two, big dude. He would have, he would have killed. Yeah. Okay. He was a. Uh, but yeah, so but he's been he's been down in he he uh, he came to the United States in the late nineteen seventies, and then he went back to Chile in twenty ten to settle this estate business, and he lives now there. He lives on on one of the farms. Wow. Is, so is your is your dad still alive? He's still with us? Yes, he is still with us. Oh, that's wonderful. So do you go and visit him in I do. Chile on his farm? Yeah, and, and the rest, I do. And the rest of my family also lives in Chile. So I, I go to Chile about once a year to visit my uncles and aunts and cousins and my dad. Oh, and my little brother and sister. Now, you said your dad was a pretty prolific gentleman. He had lots of kids. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He had um, he had five kids with uh, three moms. Five kids with three moms. Damn, dude. I got one kid, yeah. and <laughs> my fiance has two kids. And I, you know, I feel like I have a hard time stringing it all together just with what we have to take care of. I can't imagine five kids and three moms. That's yeah. That's a lot of that's a that's a lot of work. Tell me a little bit about. What, <laughs> well, it's a lot of play, is what it is. Did he take Did he take responsibility for all these kids and all these moms, or is it just like, hey, you're pregnant? I, now. you know, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You know, uh, he was also he was working a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the, the his first um, daughter uh, with his uh, girlfriend, um, who was Colombian, uh, actually was raised in Miami. Mm -hmm. So the, the girlfriend skipped town with, with the daughter and raised the daughter in Miami where she still resides. Okay. So my dad wasn't really kind of able to, to, to be, to, to co-parent, you know, aggressively mm -hmm. in, in those days, because, you know, this is the 1980s. Yeah. Nobody's rich in this equation. Nobody's rich. In this um, equation. so my older sister really missed out. Me and my sister also missed out because my dad worked in a hotel. So, you know, he worked uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm -hmm. uh, weekends, holidays. So we didn't see him too much. Yeah, um, these, the, the latest batch of kids, he had them when he was 60. <gasps> and now he's, um, you know, retired and, uh, you know, essentially retired. He's still running the estate. But uh, he, he's definitely had time to raise these kids. So these kids have gotten the most dad uh, out of him, uh, out of the five of us. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. Damn, Tom. Sounds like you hit him on a button. Yeah, that's right, Augie. I hit him on the button. Uh, I could not. I had not even begun to explore how that makes me feel. I don't. I don't think about it. I'm happy for the kids. I'm happy for them. I, mean, <laughs> I guess I just. And that's all. That's all. That, that's as far as my imagination will take me. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a lot of power behind whatever you when you process that, man. You're going to have some you're going to have some really big emotions, I would think. 
Oh, probably. I mean, we'll see. This whole estate stuff has really uh, shown a light on human nature. I mean, my my father actually he um he stopped speaking to his brother. They they yeah. fought so much over this estate and uh-huh. inheritance that him and his brother stopped talking. And then and then his brother, my uncle, passed away from cancer. Oh, and that's really sad. yeah, really sad. Really, really tragic. And I'm sorry um, that your brother so, yeah. passed away from cancer. Really upsetting, but also instructive, you know, because you, you can that. see that path ahead. You can see what it does to a family. And yeah. I think seeing that sort of play out, I definitely know hmm. what I don't want to do. Oh, yes. Fathers <laughs> teaching us what we should not be doing. Yeah, I get a yeah. lot. I get a lot of those lessons. I got a lot of those it's, lessons growing up from my dad. Yeah. It's it's so com- it's complicated. It's so complicated, you know. Because again, you know, they get you got this big, uh, you know, lots of land, lots of wealth. You know, we didn't really come from wealth. We were mm-hmm. no, none of us were ever rich. So you know, that first sniff of a little bit of something, mm-hmm. and it really um, it got it got to people, and it got to me too. I mean, when when this all went down in 2010, this is when I was starting to do comedy, mm-hmm. and uh, one thing that always was in the sort of uh, you know in the background was you know I was thinking well. Whether whether comedy works out or not, or whether you know being a you know working artist works out or not, you know I'll I'll have this inheritance waiting for me, okay. um, and uh, that's not necessarily the case. You know, a lot of it got spent away on lawyers. A lot of it has been oh, divided up. A lot of the pro- properties are are gone. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think the most of that that at this point I'm going to get is uh you know and i'm I'm campaigning for a few, uh, some hectares of land that's that's my <laughs> that's my demand is i guess some hectares some 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 grapes that i can uh you know farm export whatever i don't know so just something something to retire on what uh how big is this how big is this land in chile i mean it was it was a lot and it was really yeah. big yeah. Um, in 2010, the, yeah, the the estate had been valued at just you know, a lot, tens of tens of millions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy and, shit, bro! And as far as <laughs> yeah, Augie, it was you know a lot. I, that's, I that's, thought I was gonna be rich. I well, that's what I thought when I sold down in my mom's basement. I thought I was gonna be rich. My oh, dad, you thought you were gonna sue your mom? I I mean what? I mean, you put it that way, it make me feel kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, who else? Are, who else is going to make you rich when you fall down in your mom's house? I know. I mean, you know, she she mean well, but she locked me down there. That's the wait. Oh, okay. wait, hold on. Maybe okay. I, wow. Maybe Ooh. I hold on. Maybe I locked myself down there. Huh? Wait, no, no, no. That's my fault because because I because it locked on the other side of the door. I forgot I, I locked it and it went bump. The basement. And I tumbled down the step. <laughs> anyway, you don't need to hear about my damn sob story. <laughs> it was fascinating. Fascinating. I like to think so. Thank you very much. Um. Wow. So, this land—is it a farm? Is it farmland? Do they grow? grow yes. You mentioned grapes. They grow grapes and stuff. Yes. I mean, that's what uh, I think. That's that's what my dad ended up with was um, some vineyards at the end of everything. Um, but the estate used to include, used to include lumber and, uh, a bunch of properties and, uh, some grocery stores, um, livestock, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, again, lots of land. Livestock meaning like, 
uh, uh, cows and oh yeah. What about cows, horses, ducks, horses, goats? Wow. Do you know how to ride a horse? Have you ever been right? I have. I hate it. It hurts the. It hurts my um, my hip flexors or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not used to like being like having the like your legs spread and then like uh, holding weight on that like bottom part of your thigh. Mm-hmm. If you're not used to it, you get so tender. You get really tender. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a very strong pelvic floor. <laughs> and it's intimately you're intimately connected with the horse and if the horse knows that you're scared or the horse knows that you're not comfortable it it can sense it right away i i went i went horse riding once and they're like do this do that and i'm like this 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 fucking animal isn't isn't listening to a damn thing this isn't it's, it's gonna do whatever it wants to do it it knows that i don't want to be up here mm-hmm. yeah and and then in physical therapy school years ago we did this we did this thing called hippocampal therapy where they would take kids with autism and balance disorders and they would have them ride a horse around in this field, um, which is just like a big mud patch. And I was supposed to stand, I was supposed to stand next to the kid who was on the ho- stand next to the kid on the horse and the kid was jumping up and down on the horse. And then the horse took like a 45 gallon piss, like directly on my feet. And I'm like, all right, what's, what are we doing? Here? Yeah. You know, and the teachers were all like over there, and they're like, "All right, students, you walk around and get pissed on by the horse." So, that's my; those are my two experiences with riding horses. <laughs> I want to ask you what about Augie. Has Augie ever been on a horse? Man, I'm from Juniata Park in Northeast Philly, so I guess I would say no. I've never ridden on a horse. Very frightening. Okay. I think I, I mean isn't there aren't there stables in North Philly uh, in North Philly? I don't know, man, but like <laughs> I should probably look into it, but like Yeah, they got they I, got caught, uh, North Philly cowboys out there. The reality of the situation, Alejandro, is that I don't even exist. I'm a figment of Tony's imagination. So therefore, if Tony don't like <laughs> so de- therefore, considering that I don't even exist and I'm a figment of Tony's imagination, and I live in his brainstem or whatever the fuck he tells people, yeah. and he don't like riding horses de facto, neither do I. Yeah, do you think, like, a horse would be really sensitive to that, too? Oh, absolutely. Probably buck my ass right the fuck off. <laughs> I'd end up in the next zip code. Uh, you know? Oh, no. I go from 19135 all the way to 19120. <laughs> uh, local humor will get you local work. This is true. <laughs> um, I want to ask you real quick about your. You said somebody was a land baron. I'm a yeah, Chilean, my uncle, a Chilean. Land, is this the uncle that passed away from cancer? No, no. This is my granduncle, who was the the, the guy that is all this. You know, the, the, this this part of the family where all this wealth came from is is my uncle, my granduncle Gabriel. Oh wow! Who had amassed all of this wealth? Now, the land baron. That is so, like, this seems very, like, Disney movie adjacent somehow. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he had these, like, seven, like, little yappy dogs, and he um, fattened them up so they were, like, completely round. Uh-huh. Because um, he felt like it was, like, a sign of opulence, I guess. <laughs> Complicated man. I, I You know, and I hate to speak ill of him because um, I think maybe... <laughs> me just talking shit about him nonstop for the last 14 years maybe is why I have not gotten my grubby little mitts on any of that fucking inheritance. But he wasn't a nice person. <laughs> he 
He was a bitch. He was he was an old bitter queen, and not even like openly a queen. He was. Uh, oh, he pretended, I remember. Yeah, I was, he pretended like he wasn't homosexual, and he, he super was homosexual, and so he processed yeah, it. I mean, yeah, stuff. he couldn't even. I mean, honestly, let's you know, let's be real. He couldn't even pretend. He was. Uh, he was a little, you know, <laughs> not that, you know, a straight person can be effeminate. Absolutely. You know, uh, and I don't want to like make any hard rules on, on people's mannerisms or behaviors, but, uh, I'm pretty sure that he was, uh, that he was a queen. Oh, that's and, too um, bad. I, if, that's, <laughs> if that's the case, um, you know, that's, that's too bad that, that people can't just be honest with themselves and they're like, yeah, it's a real, things. it's a real tragedy because on the one hand, yes, he had, he had everything that he could ever want. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have that freedom just to be who, who he was and, yeah. and love who he wanted to love. And maybe if he could have done that, he, he would not have ended up, uh, being so nasty. Yeah. Being so nasty and, 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 and sort of like overfeeding these poor dogs. <laughs> oh my God. I remember this is my, this is my main story about my grand uncle. I went to visit him when I was in my early twenties, mm-hmm. uh, just to, just to show face on, you know, for that, for that side of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you know, everybody knew that he had money. So uh, I went and I visited him. I spent a week with him. And, um, once he ascertained that I was not independently wealthy myself and that I wasn't really, I don't know. I, I was an art student at the time. I was pierced all over the place. I must look like such a, you know, trash to him. Mm-hmm. I must've seemed complete trash. Um, so he just lost interest in me right away, except for like some mild bullying. Oh. He would like bring me out and then kind of like make fun of me to his friends. Right. He would lampoon uh, you in front of his buddies. Like, watch this. Yeah. Look at, look at this. Place <laughs> and then uh, over the course of this week, when I was supposed to go back to, you know, see my other uh, family members and leave that, that village, um, I didn't have enough cash to, to get a bus and he wouldn't give me the cash. Mm. He he made my he made my dad wire me money, mm. uh, so that I and so and it cost me like two or three days of my trip that I had to dick around waiting for this money. And one of the days that I'm dicking around, uh, my uncle we're sitting together, we're having lunch or something, and he takes out a money clip from his pocket that's stuffed with cash, and he takes all the cash out of the money clip and he counts it in front of me slowly and uh, languorously, just counts out this enormous wad of cash and then he puts it back in the money clip puts the money clip back in his pocket looks at me and says i have hardly anything at all what is a disney cartoon villain who is this for (laughs) yeah who are you talking to (laughs) oh my god so he is he is like a disney cartoon villain he was yes he was, he was, he was an evil queen. <laughs> that is so... But also tragic, with a tragic backstory. So unnecessary. He has a tragic backstory. Maleficent. Oh, wow. This may have, we may have to have a part two here. But, you know, so unnecessary. But what a, what a wonderfully beautiful, fucked up story. That I am, that's like an everlasting gobstopper moment (laughs) like good lord just slowly counting that money and just so you know i have hardly anything at all like you fucking hateful weirdo (laughs) that's how it felt oh my god and did you say anything to him or you just you knew that it was a non-starter 
Um, to that, like, I think I was just so gobsmacked, and like, there was just no, and my Spanish, you know, is not like, mm. it is not great for um mm-hmm. arguing for sure. That, they don't have like argue with you Spanish. No, mm-hmm. no. You have like with the directional uh, Spanish, and where can I find this in that? <laughs> You know, and I can conversate, but you really have to have, like, a skill at a language if you want to, like, win an argument. If you want to eviscerate somebody with your words in a different language. Yeah, that's so true. just didn't, yeah, didn't have that, didn't have the gumption for it. Uh, and also it was funny. It, <laughs> it was very... mean, but it was legitimately very funny. I know, kind of like, sort of like, like, how Donald Trump is legitimately awful, but every now and again he does something that's legitimately funny. Oh my God! Yeah, I hate to admit it. Like looking at the sun. I know. Oh Jesus Christ! Can he just please have? He's got okay. Sidebar: all this stuff that he's doing, campaigning is hard enough. Now he's got to go here and there uh, to court here and there. Like the man's body cannot hold out. He's gonna have a stroke on live TV, right? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, we all do. I know. I hope and pray. I keep. I keep being like, this guy's got a. Friggin' kick the bucket at some point. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Alejandro. I really appreciate you telling me these stories. This was, that was really, really interesting. I'm, I have lots of, I have lots of visuals in my head. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, bef- before, uh, before we let you go, do you have anything that you're doing uh, soon that you want to plug while you're on my little show here? For sure. I, uh, I brought back my uh, food-themed rap battle game show, Eat Your Beats, um, Lovely. to Comedy Sports Philly for a oh. three- or six-month run, if it, if it works out. Lovely. So I've got a, a show, in, I think March, uh, I want to say 2027? Okay. Oh, let me just take a quick look here. It's March. No, it's March 23rd. Okay. March 23rd at Comedy Sports Philly, 9 p.m., Eat Your Beats. Perfect. With the game show. Lovely. Uh, do me a favor yes. and, and send me a link so I can put it in the show notes, okay? Sure. Oh, well, listen, Alejandro, <laughs> it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, thanks again for having me, Augie. All right, man. You take care of yourself. Hey, you take care of yourself, <laughs> brother. Have a great night. <laughs> you too. All right. See you later, bud. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Alejandro Morales, everybody. Let's talk chess lock. Let's talk chess lock!